I know where a lot of you stand on the future of Jeff Halfley, but on Tuesday, the BCAD, Blake James, gave his viewpoint of how things are going. We're going to tell you what he had to say and where things stand for the future of Jeff Halfley and Boston College football. We're going to get into that recruiting woes and some basketball news to get you a little bit of brightness here on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Hope you are having a great day today. We're talking about everything Jeff Halfley this week. Is it's been a it's been a tough week, right? And I think um, a lot of folks out there have a lot they want to say and a lot that they want to get into. And this is the place to do it. So let's let let's let's get into it because the first thing that came up um, on. Tuesday was they had another press conference and I want to give a shout out to Trevor Haas of the Boston Globe for being able to ask some really tricky questions uh, during this um, press conference on Tuesday. Uh, So he asked Jeff Halfley about his, you know, his future and whether he felt like he was confident uh, in coming back to BC. And he said right out of the bat, I feel confident. I feel like I'm going to be in a conf- I'm confident that I am going to come back. And this actually, this was the one on, on, um, on Monday, excuse me. Then on Tuesday, Trevor asked uh, the BCAD for a statement on the future of Jeff Halfley. And we got the dreaded vote of confidence. Here we go. Certainly we are all disappointed in this season's results so far. No one more so than Jeff. I know that he, the staff, and our student-athletes continue to work hard each day, and we will continue to do so, do all we can to support them in their efforts. Jeff is an outstanding and a great fit for Boston College, and I'm confident that the victories... So there, yeah, I I think a lot of you had expected that when you were uh, waiting for... um, Blake to make his his decision his voice heard that this was exactly what was going to happen right you you knew that he was going to make a, a comment that that um made you feel like kind of like this is what was going to happen and this is exactly what happened you you got the whole oh, everything is the way it is and this is the, this is what we're going to have to deal with kind of thing right where he's just like that we're, we're confident that, you know, we're, what I'm seeing is, is, is disappointing, but we're going to fix things, which I, I know is exactly not what any of you want to hear. And I, I totally get it, right? Like you want to hear, you know, uh, uh, AD bash him or, or say that he has no confidence, but truth be told, is that ever going to happen? No. Is, is there ever going to come a time where uh, an AD basically just throws his coach under the bus. No. So I, you know, I, I do believe what is that James is not going to do anything anyway. So why does it matter? But on the, on the other side, if, even if he is considering making a move, 
it's a school like BC. They would never do it to the end of the year. Anyways, Jim Christian was, was the outlier. We're not going to use that as an example, but I, I think this is the kind of statement you would make anyways. Right. Like, like, because there's going to be stuff going on behind closed doors that we don't get to see, whether it's Father Leahy, which he's never going to say anything bad. I don't think he even cares. Um, The donors, which is a bigger issue. And I've heard donors are pretty upset with the state of BC football Um, and other things that we don't know about. Right. And I, I think when you when you have those things go on, the statement that Blake James made it turns into just a big nothing burger. It's nothing. It's there's nothing to it because if they push in the next couple of weeks and maybe the donors figure out how to, to support the buyout or whatever they're thinking of doing, Blake James is going to say what he says. It's a, it's a heavily, um, you know, crafted, probably looked at by market, not marketers, but you know, public relations people that it looks nice. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's this big, A, it's not a surprise and B, I don't think it means anything, but you know, that being said, do I personally think you guys have asked me this before? Do I think that Blake James would move on from Jeff Halfley after this year? No. And I think the, the uh, narrative is going to be so easy for them to make. And I think you all know what he's going to say, right? You know, they were battling injuries throughout the season. Their offensive line was decimated. They had five guys that were out for the year. And that's, we want to see what they look like when they have a full roster and all blah, blah. You know, that's where it's going to go, right? That's, that's what at the end of the season, no matter what happens. And I've, I'm going to go on record right now to predict BC's going to lose out the rest of the year. Um, I'm not going to get, I'm not, I'm done with trying to be positive. I saw what I saw on Monday, on Saturday. There's no way if that's what you do against UConn that they're going to ever beat the teams that they have left on their rock on their roster. All better teams than the Huskies. No offense to the Huskies, they did a great job beating up BC, but that's where it's at. What even if all of that happens, I I know at the end of the year we're going to hear you know the same kind of comments that he just made, and then with the hope that things will change for next year. And I think that's going to be it. And if you want my prediction of what will happen, you don't go two and 10. If that's where things go, you don't go two and 10 and not make a change. Something has to give on that staff. And the, the answers are pretty easy. I would say, I mean, you know, if they're going to have to make a move on a coach, McNulty's like, he's got a big bullseye on his back, right? Because obviously the offense isn't done nothing. And so he's an easy one. And then Googs, who, you know, was the talk of all of our last like six months before the season starts. He's not looking, he's looking like he's going to be on another team for like the 30th straight year. Halfley will then have his chance to make one last push. This is where I'm predicting things are going to go. He's going to have one last chance to get an offensive line going and an offense going. And he's going to, if that's the case, if Halfley comes back, he needs to get an inspired offensive coordinator. Like, I mean, John McNulty, like, it's fine. It was what it was when you, when it was hired, but then to see what happened, you you get a little bit like, oh, this, this," you know, he's not like a a big name. He, He hasn't done all that much in 15 years. 
you want to get a good guy in there. And I Halfley's going to get a chance to do that. My biggest concern, my biggest concern with this logic that BC has is that we're going to go down the Halfley road again with not only are we not going to, are we going to have to deal with whatever the issues that Mitch brought up yesterday with his in-game management, his in-game adjustments, which are in just his whole uh, absorption of everything that goes on in a game, which have been a, a big time problem. We're going to also need to get more coaches in here, which he always, he, he, he said it for three straight years. He wants coaches he can trust. So it's guys that he knows. So it's more guys that Jeff Halfley knows. There's no one outside of that box. It seems like, cause they're all his guys. So we're just going to get more coaches up the Halfley tree for next year as well. I, I would hope, I would hope that maybe he tries something different, but he he's kind of, even though he's a young guy, he's kind of very stubborn. So I, if McNulty's not the answer, he'll move on from McNulty and he'll get a guy that he knows from Tampa Bay or from Rutgers or something like that. And we're just going to be back in the same spot again next year. I, I, that's my concern. So you gotta, you gotta vote of confidence. And this is the conversations that we have. I, I don't think that Halfley's going to end up leaving. I don't, I don't, unless there's something big that we don't know about or something that catastrophic that happens. I mean, losing to UConn is pretty catastrophic in my opinion. Uh, that's, that's where I, I think he's going to be back in 2023. And that's just, that's my, my opinion on this. So in a moment, more bad news. Hey, we'll get through this together. As we look at recruiting as BC football loses one of their top recruits heading into the class of 2023, I'll get into who that is and why this is a bad sign of things to come. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, all you need to do is go to LinkedIn, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, make it, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown. LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black here. And we're talking uh, about just like uh, getting into some of this negative news. And if you want other news, if you're done with BC football, you're done talking about them, but you want to talk about college football, check out Locked On ACC. I'm on there today. Uh, giving my power rankings with the uh, host Candace Cooper. Uh, but they also have some other great rotating hosts. You can find Locked on AC on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we are looking at uh, some of the news of the day. There was a busy day of BC news. And on uh, I, I put it up on Monday nights. Uh, sorry. But I didn't really get to talk about it. The BC football lost their top recruit. Um Khalil Ali, a safety from Pensacola, New Jersey. It was uh, it was announced on Monday night, and he's already looking at three other ACC programs. So this is what you this is the this is a not unsurprising at all that we're going to start losing recruits. Uh, that that didn't surprise me, especially after losing to UConn. 
you'd hope that you'd at least get a couple wins in there that kind of say, Hey, we're going in the right direction. But when it's like everything halts and everything is looking bad, recruits see that. And that, that it, it, well, Saturday was like the, the, the pinnacle of that. Like, it's just, things are not going well. The recruits see that they're going to look elsewhere. Um, and so this could be the start of some, some bad news because what's been the one real um, positive that we've been able to kind of hold our hats high about with Halfley, which is his ability to recruit, right? Well, recruits don't like losing teams. And when recruits don't like losing teams, recruiting rankings seem to go down quite a bit. And that's because none of the good recruits want to come to losing teams. And so he's now on year three and his teams are losing. And so all of the talk about team going in the right direction, you could be part of this. All of that starts to ring hollow to recruits. And believe me, there's other programs that are going to use that against BC as well. So BC, so keeping Halfley right now also does a disservice for the future of the program, because right now BC is about to get hammered in, in with recruiting. I look at some certain players. I, I look at the kids from St. Francis Academy. I think KP Price is good, but Darrell Robinson seems to be tweeting about all sorts of other schools all the time. Watch him. Um, and I'm sure there'll be other ones that people are going to see and go like Sean Battle, that defensive back from Pennsylvania. You know, there's there's going to be recruits out there that are people are going to try to try to poach. Jaden Skeet, Frank Signetti is trying to, I saw offered him uh, over at Pitt. He's a wide receiver from around this area, but who knows better to watching BC lose than kids that live around here and probably go to a lot of the games. Right. So this puts BC bat football again behind the eight ball because Jeff Halfley is going to need a good recruiting class and he is about to lose some of his good recruits. And what, if that happens, he's going to have no stand on to replace them. So what's he going to have to do? What does Jeff Halfley have to do here? He's going to have to do what he hates doing, which is live in the transfer portal. Because if Halfley can't bring in a full recruiting class, and I hope for the future of this program, he doesn't start just throwing out scholarships to kids that are borderline college football players. Because that's what got us into big trouble with Adazio, is that he couldn't recruit, so he just started giving out, handing out scholarships to kids that 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 didn't deserve to be here. But hopefully Halfley can take a breath and not do that and go to the transfer portal and try his best to get more guys to come here that he can, he can fill those spots with because it's, this is going to be a cycle here until BC wins. You're not going to be able to recruit. And if you can't recruit, you can't bring in guys to win. It's, it's a, it's a cyclical thing. You guys all know that. So, you know, I think, I think with recruiting, Right now, Halfley's Halfley's got to say, okay, I got to try to get the guys I have. Try to try to do whatever I can to say, like you know, what I was saying with Blake James. It was the offensive line. Blame it on the offensive line as much as you can. We've been injured. It's been a freak year. Whatever you want to say, try to keep the kids here. Give your pitch. That's fine. But in the end, like if they start to lose guys, they're going to have to hit the portal. And don't be afraid. He uses the term all the time. Be fearless. Be fearless. I, I don't care. Just get out there and get guys. And don't, don't, don't start filling this roster with guys that you are character guys, but are not athletes because 
I don't need BC put going back four more years because of this issue to go along with whatever issues else otherwise are going on. So it's it. This was a bad one. This is, but it's not expected, right? When you're a team as putrid as playing as putridly as, and that's not a real word, but playing as poorly as BC is playing, which is underselling how bad they are, uh, you're going to lose recruits. And we were been waiting and waiting, and it just hasn't happened, and now it's happening. And so I, you know, strap in, folks. Uh, the early signing period, I believe, is in mid December. Uh, just cr- cross your fingers you get there <laughs> with some of these kids because we'll have to wait to see. Yeah, you know who's starting to look at other 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 uh, schools. Who is starting to like coaches on Twitter and starting to maybe think about taking unofficial visits. That's the first signs because Khalil Ali was at Syracuse last weekend, and yeah, he saw Syracuse lose to Notre Dame, but he didn't see them lose to UConn like BC just did. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. In our final segment, it, it's been a lot of football. And I know a lot of folks out there, I got a, I got a message from someone who said, AJ, can you please stop talking about football? But football is king. It's, it is. I know you guys, some of you don't want to listen to it because they're so bad, but my, my numbers show it, right? We're going to talk about basketball. I want to get into basketball and I want to look at a true freshman that I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to BC. I think we, I think the national media is sleeping on this kid a little bit. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Football's uh, Basketball for BC open, opens up on November 7th against Cornell. Get ready. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every other sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. College football's in there as well. you got to check out the lines there. If you think BC is a believe a 10 and a half point underdog against Duke. If you want to get in there and get some action on that, head on over to bet online and make sure to check out their website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts. This is locked on BC, AJ black. We, um, we need to take a break from talking about football here for this last segment. And I, and I, I know some of you are just dying to get into basketball that, as I just said, opens on November 7th. Just a week away. We're in November now, folks. We're right around the corner from the start of college basketball. And I know a lot of you are really excited about this. So before we get into that conversation, I want to ask one quick favor. If you are listening to this and you want to help support this pod and you want to get more Boston College news delivered directly to you, hit the subscribe button right now. It's easy. It's fast. It's free. And it helps support the podcast. All you have to do is go to YouTube, look up Locked On BC, and hit that little red sub- subscribe button, and it, and that'll take care of it. If you're listening right now, do that as well. And our comments are open. If you guys want to comment about the show, make sure uh, you throw it up in the comment section. Love to hear what you have to say. Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. I'll get into your comments about Jeff Halfley, Blake James, or what we're going to get into now, a little fun talk about Prince of Ligby. Because... We're heading into college basketball regular season and BC is returning four of their starters on, on their uh, roster. You got Makai Ashton Langford, Damar Langford, uh, Jaden Zachary and Quinton post all coming back. And it's that last position 
that I think is going to be a big question mark of where they go uh, for minutes. Now they have two real options that they could go for that four or power forward. If you want to call it position, you know, the, the traditional, they could go back to TJ Bickerstaff uh, who is a defensive minded power forward. Uh, you know, last year he was a rebounding machine for BC. Not the, not very much on the offensive side of the ball. He couldn't do much offensively, but you know, going with what Earl Grant wanted to do defensively, he fit really well. Um, but, uh, but you know, he's a, he's kind of one dimensional. Um, and, but the other option they have, I think is, is a name that BC fans, I, I think are going to be talking about a lot this season. And that is forward Prince of Ligby. I've heard a lot about him during practices so far this, this uh, summer into fall uh, that he, he looks every bit the starter right now. Um, he is athletic. He can shoot. He he's uh, from what I've heard out of the four freshmen, he's the, the the best shooter of the group, and he's got a little bit of size to him. He can play guard or forward, um, and I, I think that's going to be interesting for BC this year. Is that you know they they could be doing a lot more underside. You know they do go a lot with three guards, but they could also have a smaller forward out there to go along with those three guards, and that could be Prince of Ligby, right? So I think you know this this is a kid. It, that has the potential to be one of BC's best recruits in the last couple of years. And we, you know, BC's had their four stars in the past. You know, I think back to Jarius Hamilton and Dennis Clifford and uh, you know, I'm blanking on um, Winston, Winston tabs. They've, they've had four stars before and some of them have flamed out like Jarius Hamilton. I think he's playing for like the fifth team or something coming up. Uh, he's been bouncing all over the place. He was at Western Kentucky. He was at Maryland. I know he's onto another team this year. I don't know where he ended up, but when you look at when you look at a Ligby, you got a kid coming from a polished high school. Minnehaha Academy has pr- brought in some really, really top end NBA talent uh, from that high school, and he was one of the stars on that team. So he's played with some really strong players. Um, and I think that will help him adjust to college ball a lot faster. Um, and I think it sounds like he's going to have the potential to get really quick early minutes. And I like the potential for him to kind of ease that in. And, it, you know, if he struggles, you got TJ Bickerstaff there too. So you can kind of bounce the two of them together. But I think I, I, I saw a, uh, I think it was two, four, seven sports who I work for had um, a list of like their all ACC freshmen and he wasn't listed on it, which I was like, first I was like, Oh man, he should have been mentioned. He wasn't even on the honorable mentions list, but you know, when you have Duke and you have UNC, you get guys that are just like NBA ready trucks, you know, guys that are just already, you know, in the NBA mark drafts for next year. And Ligby's not going to be there. So I'm not too upset about that, but I do think folks are sleeping on what this guy can do. I think he gets, he got some love from John Rothstein. I saw that. And I know Jeff Goodman, who I know hates BC, or at least acts like he hates BC. I uh, also gave him some love, but I think he could be in some talks for like all ACC freshman team easily when it comes to the end of this year, you know, he's going to do a lot. And especially if he's an offensive minded player in this, in the way that this offense is built, he's going to get his touches and he's going to be able to get some things going. So I, I love to see him kind of grow. 
And maybe it's not this year that it really clicks for a Ligby. Maybe he's more of a complimentary forward. Maybe Bickerstaff gets more of the minutes and he's kind of the first forward off the bench, but maybe it's next year that he becomes the star because I see star written all over him. And I think it will take him a long time. I do think that's, that's not fair to say like this year, he's going to be a star, but I think he might grow. He might grow into one eventually. So I'm excited. I really, I really am excited to see what this basketball team can do. Uh, And, you know, as I've said on the show, it, they start off with like nine teams that are basically Northeast cupcakes that they can really kind of roll through before they hit the real meat of their schedule. you know, they got a a, a tough um, multi-team event in the uh, Virgin islands with teams like Buffalo and George Mason and Belmont and Drake and a few other teams. I can't think of off the top of my head that, um, that will be tough. And then they got Villanova and, and URI always plays them tough. I'm not going to, I'm not going to either, but that's going to get them ready for their ACC play. And so it'll be interesting to see how will Ligby through that phase develops. Like he's going to get his chance to start off slow and get into that college rhythm of playing teams like Cornell and UNH and Stonehill and all these other teams and get up. And then it's going to hit that next gear. Will that be enough time for him to hit that next gear? I'm probably not. I, to be realistic, a lot of kids, when they get to that ACC play, they get kind of swallowed up. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to have his, his learning curve here, but I think he's going to be a name and a a player that BC fans are going to want to watch. Now on tomorrow's show, I'm going to be joined. I'm going to do a simulcast with JJ Jackson of locked on blue devils. And we're going to talk about the BC uh, Duke game. And on Friday, we'll be joined again by Mitch as we get ready for Friday night's game against Duke, which I know all of you are going to probably not watch, but we'll talk about it anyways. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for following me. I'm also the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Again, as I asked before, please hit that subscribe button to become a uh, some easiest way you can help this podcast and you'll get all sorts of BC videos sent directly to your feed. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care.